Yo, what's good? It's your boy Mikey, man. You're listening to New England Patriot Rundown. I'm your host, Mikey Rebello. How you doing? Also, check out my other podcast, Can We Keep It Real? Always keeping it real, always keeping it authentic, and always keeping it a hundred. Gonna bring you the Patriot news this season with new episodes. What's going on behind the scenes? You want to talk some shit? Hit me up. Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. The NFC South goes with the New Orleans Saints with a dramatic influx in talent from the 2017 draft to go with a veteran nucleus and the ageless Drew Brees at quarterback. We're seeing a lot of ageless quarterbacks lately. The Saints are well positioned for a title run in 2018. Is Drew Brees going to be able to pull another one out? The Atlanta Falcons. The clock is certainly ticking on the Falcons who expect their season defense to keep ascending while quarterback Matt Ryan, wide receiver Julio Jones, who was actually one of my number three in my top ten wide receivers, and the rest of the offense returned to the peak efficiency that they once were. After being beat down by the Patriots when they were up 28-3, they haven't looked the same. The Carolina Panthers' addition of new weapons and offensive coordinator, North Turner will re-energize quarterback Cam Newton and the Panthers. They should contend in the NFC South. Although the Super Bowl window is closing on veterans Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, and Ryan Khalil. Can Cam Newton bring the Panthers back to another Super Bowl run? We will have to wait and see. Last but not least in the NFC South is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. General Manager Jason Leach has assembled a roster that doesn't appear to have many holes in it. But it's up to the coach, Dick Cotter, to make it work and win the games in the NFL's toughest division. I'm your boy Mike, New England Patriots Rundown. We out. Hey, welcome. It's your boy, and this is the NFC West Rundown in two minutes. The Los Angeles Rams need their offseason acquisitions to live up to the hype of the Dream Team, while quarterback Jared Goff and running back Todd Gurley continue to progress. If everything breaks out right, Los Angeles should be a Super Bowl caliper team and they should have no shot getting to the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers at number two. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, a rival, accelerated San Fran's rebuild. And if he stays healthy and the defense improves, the 49ers will be competing for a playoff spot when December rolls around. But he better stay healthy because he is not at all a tough player. At number three in the West, Seattle Seahawks, given a degree of turnovers on the defense, expecting more than nine wins is pretty much unrealistic for the Seahawks. But as long as quarterback Russell Wilson is healthy, the Seahawks will contend for a playoff spot. Gone is the Legion of Boom. And now we're looking like it's the Legion of Gloom. 
Number four in the NFC West on our rundown is the Arizona Cardinals. New coach Steve Wilkes faces great challenges right out the box. And it looks like he's going to have his work cut out for him in his first year as head coach with the Arizona Cardinals. As the offense has questions, everywhere has a strong case can be made for finishing last in the NFC West. I'm your boy Mikey Rebello. This is New England Patriots Rundown with an NFC West Rundown. Good morning and welcome to New England Patriot Rundown. How you doing? <clears throat> I hope you um, hit the stop button. You can also leave me a message on the Anchor app and I'll do my best to get your message on the show. Other than that, hit the like button, hit the subscribe, you know, all that good shit. Today we're going to jump into the Cleveland Browns, seeing how much improved they're going to be and is it really going to make a difference over there in Cleveland. The Browns are in position to match or exceed their win total, not from last year, but from the last three seasons, which they finished 3-13, and 1-15, and 0-16 and in each of them three years were a combined win total of four games. <clears throat> are they good enough? Can they get over the psychological scars of being the most hideous team in the NFL? Are they good enough for the long run? Bringing in a bunch of veteran players, you know, to trades, free agencies, is it going to fortify a good locker room? <clears throat> is John Dorsey, is his three first-round picks, the arrival of four more top 40 selections, are they with growing pains? Is the pain worth enduring those high picks? Can they actually play out? Dorsey has become the face of the franchise, and he appealed to his fed-up fan base with his mantra, let's rebuild this sleeping giant. The Browns are more in a coma than sleeping, if you ask me. They're the only team that would have a friggin' parade for not winning one single game. So, do they need to bring in some high explosives? Well, they're starting with a new coordinator, Todd Haley, who worked with the Triple Bs, Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. And he helped them get to another AFC North Championship. Head coach Hugh Jackson, though, he wasn't playing with the same cards. His team finished 0-16. But hopefully, Jackson and Haley's mind together can get the Browns to where they need to be, at least to be an average team. Shit, they're not even in consideration to say they're a bad team. They're worse than bad. They upgraded at quarterback this year. They upgraded at running back and wide receivers. The coaches are going to need to challenge Tyrod Taylor to be a more explosive player than he was in Buffalo. They have the number one draft pick, Baker Mayfield. Get him ready. And a lot of these upgrades could lead to a, a crazy versatile attack which you can mix in, run, and pass. And you'll have a much better looking product on the field. If you look at their quarterback situation, Taylor needs to avoid making bad things happen. Yes, he did have the league's best interception percentage, 
but he was too scared to throw the ball. He was too cautious to make any kind of moves. The Browns hope his three years as experience of a starter on the Buffalo Bills gave him enough experience and a change of scenery and a new coach hopefully will add to his growth. His first NFL playoff stop, his loss at Jacksonville really exposed his weakness and left him in a concussion protocol. Taylor is one of the shortest quarterbacks in the league, but he's also one of the fastest using his scrambling ability when he gets scared to death to pass the ball, and he'll rush a lot more. Tyrod Taylor will probably be the starter until Mayfield is ready, but they also have Drew Stanton, who they picked up, and he's a great extra quarterback. He comes with experience. I think he's been around in the NFL about 10 or so years. But stay tuned for more Browns news. We're going to cover running backs, receivers, O-line, D-line, linebacker. We'll go over last year's final stats. Everything we'll cover Whatever you need to know, secondary, all Cleveland Browns. We'll be right back. It's your boy, Mikey Ribello. You're listening to New England Patriot Rundown, and we're running down the Browns. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. We've been all over the NFL on this special New England Patriots Rundown bonus weekend. How you doing? I'm your host, Michael Ribello. It's nice to have you back. We're going to check out safeties in the NFL, the top 10 at the position. And we're going to start over in Minnesota with Harrison Smith. He has been the NFL's best all-around safety with good size, good range. And he's tough against very, very good tight ends when called upon in coverage. He joins Buffalo's Jordan Pyre as the league's only defenders with at least 70 tackles, one sack, and five interceptions in 2017. Number two, we will look at Earl Thomas from the Seattle Seahawks. He didn't skip a beat last year after suffering a broken leg late in the 2016 season. Ranked second among all safeties and interceptions since 2011 with 20. Number third, Malcolm Jenkins, the Philadelphia Eagles. Kept the Eagles defense strong as it navigated throughout growing pains at the cornerback position and the loss of linebacker Jordan Hicks from an Achilles injury. Known for big plays with four interception returns for touchdowns since signing with Philadelphia in 2014. Next on the list is Landon Collins, the New York Giants. He missed the offseason program following some forearm surgery. But the Silver Lions, Collins shouldn't need much time getting up to speed in James Betch's new defense, which may utilize his skills in a safety linebacker hybrid role. Number five is Eric Berry, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense never recovered after Berry was lost for the season with a torn Achilles tendon in Week 1 against the Patriots. His return is going to be very important. In a unit that has ranked 28 in yards allowed. Next on the list is Kevin Bayard from Tennessee Titans. Shame on Deion Sanders for not recognizing the name of one of the NFL's top young safeties. This guy comes into his own in the second NFL season. 
tying for the league in interceptions with eight. Number seven, Baltimore's Eric Weddle, the active leader among safeties in tackles with 696 since 2010. Always got his eye on the ball. Ten interceptions are the highest total among safeties over the past two seasons. I haven't seen a defensive back force more fumbles in the past two years since Dave Whitmore in 90 and 91. A shorthand tackler as well with 113 stops in 2017. Number 9, Cam Chancellor, Seattle Seahawks hoping to continue playing after suffering a career-threatening neck injury in 2017. But he's already cemented himself as one of the greatest safeties in Seahawks history with 606 tackles in his 8 years with the team. And number 10 on the list, which I should have put him up at number 7, would probably be Devin McCourtney, New England Patriots. Slot duties, his run support, and he holds the secondary coverage down. He does it all for a Patriots defense looking to rebound from a subpar 2017 season because of the inconsistent cornerback play and the benching of Malcolm Butler. Well, that is our list of top 10 safeties. Again, we'll count them down from number 10, Devin McCourty, New England Patriots. Number 9, Cam Chancellor, Seattle Seahawks. Number 8, Keanu Neal, Atlanta Falcons. Number 7, Eric Weddle, Baltimore Ravens. Number 6, Kevin Bayard, Tennessee Titans. Number 5, Eric Berry, Kansas City Chiefs. Number 4, Landon Collins, New York Giants. Number 3, Malcolm Jenkins, Philadelphia Eagles. And number 2, Earl Thomas, Seattle Seahawks. And the number one, safety, Harrison Smith, Minnesota Vikings. The NFL's best all-around safeties with the range and size. This is your boy, Mikey Ribello. You're listening to Can We Keep It Real? New England Patriots Rundown. Hit me up. Leave a message. Hit the like. Hit the share. And if you're listening on YouTube, hit that bell notification button. Yo, this episode of New England Patriot Rundown is brought to you by Can We Keep It Real Podcast, hosted by Mikey Ribello. You can check it out on Apple and iTunes, Google Podcast app, and other apps like Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, and more. Can We Keep It Real? <laughs>